to the Niners Nation podcast, and we are back once again. But it's only a little over a week to the NFL draft, and we got a good one for you this week. We're going to talk about more quarterback prospects, of course. But we, our guest today is actually going to be Alex Rollins. He runs a YouTube channel. What is it called, Alex? Alex Rollins NFL. Alex Rollins NFL. Good videos check, to check out. And he's going to talk to us all about all the quarterbacks. And of course, with me as always is Leo Luna of 49ers Goldmine. How are you doing, man? I'm doing great, but I'm just uh, I'm ready for the NFL draft. It's, what, 10 days away. Uh, when you listen to this, it's going to be about nine days away. I'm just ready for it to be over. See who the 49ers pick um, and just kind of get the future going. And that's why we brought Alex in here. So uh, how are you doing, Alex? Doing good, man. Uh, you know, ready for the draft. It's coming up. I've uh, been, you know, looking at these quarterbacks uh, pretty, pretty closely. So I'm excited to see how it all plays out and, you know, where the hype, uh, the hype actually is and where it's not. And, you know, see these guys uh, start to start to grow with their new teams. I'm excited. So let's let's get into it. Let's start talking about these guys. I mean, I think we're going to focus mainly on the three guys, you know, the one who had the pro day uh, when this is airing yesterday and then Justin Fields, who had one last week. And then Mac Jones, which was all started with. So let's start with, you know, with Trey Lance. It's just the most recent, you know, uh, you have a video up on your channel with you and Kurt Warner specifically talking about him. Like, you know, give us a little bit of um, a Cliff Notes version of what you saw from Trey Lance when you made that video. Yeah. So, you know, you obviously see uh, the statistics are are incredible. You know, they jump off the page, no doubt. And, you know, that's always how I start my process. Just, you know, looking at some stats and advanced stats and whatnot. And yeah, you know, Trey Lance, 2019, of course, he didn't play this last year or just played the one game, but, you know, 67% completion, 2,700 yards, 9.7 yards per attempt, 28 touchdowns, and then zero interceptions. Uh, and athletically, I mean, he adds an entire new dimension to your offense. Uh, you know, he ran for 10, 12 touchdowns, um, you know, a lot of design quarterback runs in that offense. And so, you know, there are the if you kind of zoom out a little bit, he he is a really special player. And to put up those kind of numbers uh, is is obviously, you know, it doesn't happen every year. Um, but then when you kind of dive deeper, uh, there's a, there's a lot of issues there. And, you know, there was a, you know, Kurt, Kurt definitely talked about it as well. Uh, general inaccuracy. Um you know, just inconsistency. There was a lot of technique issues. Uh, me and Kurt looked at this example uh, really intently. And, you know, imagine you're Trey Lance and you're trying to get to a backside read. So you're, you're looking at your frontside read first to the left. And then your backside read is straight up the middle. His eyes got to that backside read before while his feet were still looking at the left or, you know, positions left. And that just made him speed up his process and he airmailed this ball. And so it's just these little kind of things like that, these, you know, that Kurt was really honing in on these technique things. And, uh, you know, really, I think it's just, you know, we've barely seen this guy play, which is also why he's, you know, a little further down on my board. He's fifth. He's actually behind Mac Jones. Um, but I, I do think this is a guy who's just, I don't think this guy's consistent enough and ready to come in and just be your quarterback. And, you know, whether that's for the 49ers, you you would potentially have Jimmy G still there, so that could be a good thing. And then, you know, he's been mocked to Atlanta, of course, at four a lot, and they would have Matt Ryan there. So, you know, that's the kind of situation where I would want to see him. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, just in terms of, um, you know, this scheme with, you know, when I really try and project Trey Lance into this scheme, uh, you know, you want, and I, I think there are some things that Jimmy does really good that, that are good for this scheme where, you know, you need the consistency, uh, you need to be able to throw on the run, you need a real rhythm to you and, and real, you know, a quarterback who's very in sync with timing. And, you know, you have those, you know, Jimmy throws those quick glance routes uh, right up the middle, or, you know, he can throw on the move all right. And uh, I think where we see him really struggle is just, you know, dropping back and, you know, third and eight, you know, we have to, you know, we don't get the play action help necessarily. And I'm just worried about Trey in those situations. I don't, uh, you know, I don't see that consistency. Uh, and I should say, you know, the Shanahan, you know, Shanahan's going to give you, you know, two to three layup throws every game. And it might even be more than that, where, you know, if it's that play action slide concept where you boot to the right and somebody just wide open in the flat, George Kittle's just right there. You know, that's going to happen like a good handful of times. And those are the kind of things where I just don't see Trey consistent enough to hit those real easy layups. So that's where I'm really worried about him. And yeah, you know, I do see some processing issues. Um, you know, he's not always seeing backside defenders. Uh, you know, I, I kind of, you know, I got, a, I get comments of course all the time and, <laughs> you know, somebody said, uh, you know, oh, he had zero interceptions. Like, what do you mean he's inaccurate? It's like, well, man, I could, you know, there's a, I could easily put up a clip of, you know, five balls that could have been picked off. They were just dropped. And, you know, so then we're having a totally different conversation. Um, so, you know, I, I think it is that kind of achievement as a, you know, zero interceptions over an entire season is incredible. So don't, don't take that as me, you know, knocking him in that, in that area or anything, but I, I just do think it's a little misleading. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's, that's the general overview on Lance. Um, you know, I think, uh, I think he's, he's really somebody you'll need to mold. And I, I, I would want him in that situation where he, you know, can sit a little bit. And just from a rep standpoint, I mean, he didn't, you know, this is one of the guys who really needed to play in 2020 and he just didn't have the opportunity besides, you know, that, that one kind of silly game. So uh, I, yeah, I, I think it's hard to imagine a situation where you're trading up all the way to the three if you're the Niners and, you know, spending all that future draft capital. And then you're saying, all right, this guy might not play for a year. You know, I just I just have a hard time uh, putting him in that situation. Right. So I, what I liked is uh, when you said zero interceptions was misleading because I found the same thing when watching Trey Lance. And I think he's an exceptional talent. I think he could. You know he could be good just because his talent level is that good. Uh, he has a he has a good arm. He has good touch on his passes. I this is my theory when because like a lot of these throws were bonehead throws that he's thrown with lazy feet. That's what made him late. Which in the NFL they get intercepted when you're there that late. My theory is that he knew he was so much more talented than the guys he was playing against. He took advantage. And I think that's why we see a lot of these bonehead and late throws, bad feet, just sloppy mechanics. I think he was just taking advantage of the competition that he was facing. I, I don't know what your thoughts are on about that. Yeah, no, I mean, I, you know, I think it goes back to, you know, just reps, you know, I, uh, you know, I, I, he just, he's, he hasn't played much, 
you know, and, you know, he was, I'm pretty sure he was 19 in 2019. So he's a young guy, you know, quarterback reps are everything, you know, like you just need to be back there. And also it should be said that they don't throw that much at North Dakota state. And that's, you know, that's one of just one example of why, you know, analyzing these prospects is difficult because, you know, you could look at it and say, okay, does North Dakota state not trust him? Or, you know, is that just part of their system? Are they more run dominant? Um, and I do think they had a lot of, um, you know, faith in Trey. And, uh, you know, I mentioned it in the video where uh, Quincy Avery, his quarterback coach, went on a podcast, the PFF College podcast, and talked about how Trey, you know, sets the protections. And a lot of the time he changes the backside of the, of the, of the concept. And that, that's really rare. You know, you don't that's, – that's exciting. You don't, you don't see that. Um, so there, you know, there's, it can be difficult to analyze the mental aspects from a quarterback's perspective, especially when you're of course not in the meeting room with him. Um, but that's something you can point to where you say, okay, wow. Like, you know, this guy, he might not be advanced in terms of his physical technique, but then if he just has those mental reps of just being back there and processing defenses like that and doing things you'll need to see him do in the NFL, uh, you know, that's, that's pretty exciting. And of, of course, you know, Shanahan has the check me check with me plays, uh, you know, um, where he's, you know, really Jimmy or whoever the quarterback is, is getting two plays and then they kill to one based on a certain look. So, you know, pass or run and then we're killing to one. So, you know, if Shanahan needs a guy who can run his offense and he has, you know, in my opinion, the best offensive scheme in the league. So, you know, maybe he does see that in Trey that say, OK, uh, this guy, you know, physically isn't as van- isn't as advanced, but then mentally, uh, he is a little further along than maybe somebody else, and that's that's where we can really project him to play earlier, maybe than uh, than some might think. So, um, but yeah, no, I mean, I, I do see some throws like you were saying that are are surprising. Um, you know, he's he's not necessarily, yeah, seeing defenders fall off on the backside. Um, you know, we talked with, with, with Kurt about how, you know, sometimes he's reading something to the front side, which is kind of the alert side. So you're just looking at one matchup pre-snap and basing off, you know, if you have a one-on-one on the left, maybe you look at that first, but then when you come back to the right side, which is kind of the concept side, he would then be late. And so he'd have to kind of adjust the way he was reading things. And, you know, is he is he wrong for looking at the, at the alert side to the left first, or is that just part of North Dakota state's process? So there's definitely a lot of questions that I'm sure, you know, Shanahan or wherever, whoever's in the meeting room with meeting room is asking him and, and checking these things. But, you know, you do see that consistently where, you know, his feet aren't necessarily tied up with what he's looking at. And there are, there are some wild inaccuracies and even on easy throws, you know, and especially on the, on the play action bootlegs, just to the flat, I mean, there was – I could make a cut-up of five or ten throws where he's just missing it, and they're they're as layup as layup throws can get. So uh, that that's definitely where I see some of the worry. Just the consistency, especially in the easy throws, that's where I'm worried about him. That's the thing that, you know, we've heard so much about Trey Lance is that, you know, he's kind of a project and he's kind of, you know, not necessarily ready to go out there and start right now. But then the other guy, you know, obviously – we want to talk about Justin Fields, of course, but the other guy, you know, you did a video on most recently is Mac Jones. And the reason that people keep mocking Mac Jones at three is because 
they believe that he's, you know, ready to go out there and ready to play now. And, you know, he's the most NFL ready of the guys. So, you know, when you see Mac Jones, like what was going, what was going through your mind, you know, when you're hearing what you're hearing, you know, from the blue check marks and the, you know, the talking heads and stuff, you know, <laughs> telling you that, you know, oh, Mac Jones is definitely the guy at three that Kyle wants. You know, what, what's the first thing that comes to your head when you start reading that kind of Yeah, I mean, you know, I try and be as unbiased as possible. And um, if the Niners are moving up to get their guy at three, you know, I want to see what can he do better or what can he do different than Jimmy Garoppolo because obviously, you know, they're not just moving up just for uh, S's and giggles, right? So I wanted, I wanted to see what he can do better than than Jimmy. And, you know, I just – there wasn't really anything, to be honest. You know, I, I was – saying, okay, you know, this guy doesn't necessarily have, you know, top-tier physical ability, and that's fine. You know, it's it's not ideal, of course. You would obviously want to have those things, but, you know, we've seen plenty of quarterbacks succeed and not, you know, have the rocket arm, blah, 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 blah. Um, but I, I didn't see that elite accuracy. I didn't see him consistently putting the ball in the right place, even when he was completing these passes, which he did at a very high percentage of the time, um, but it wasn't, you know – the ball wasn't out in front all the time when it needed to be. And there was examples of, you know, there's one example that pops to mind where there was a shallow to his left and there was a defender in man coverage and he threw it slightly, it was like third and six, something like that. He threw it slightly behind the guy. He couldn't, you know, get the next three or four yards for, for the first down. And so it's just those little things like that where you're going to say, all right, if Shan, if he, if Shanahan wants him to, you know, run this highly efficient, uh, not necessarily conservative, but, um, you know, we need to hit the throws. We're not going to throw as many shot plays or, you know, deep balls necessarily as as different offenses. So we need to really – we need high completion percentage. You know, it's okay if we're not necessarily pushing the ball down the field as much as other teams. But we need to hit those those layups. And I, I didn't see that. I didn't see somebody who consistently reads the field at a very high level and is really – I thought he was – I liked the way he was ability – excuse me. I liked the way he was able to, um, you know, see openings before they were there. But I didn't think it was at a level where you say, oh, my God, you know, this is a plus-plus ability from this guy. And, yeah, I, you know, the statistics are there, of course. You know, this is one of the most incredible offenses in college hit, history. Um, but if you look at, you know, the amount of – RPOs they threw, the amount of screens, they ran play action all the time. Uh, one of those three categories happened 45% of the time. So you're starting to say, okay, you know, this guy has the numbers and they're unbelievable, but, you know, where, how much of that is just kind of read the numbers and throw to this guy or, you know, very defined reads. You know, we want to see a guy who can really process the field and, you know, get through multiple different concepts and coverages and really be able to, to, you know, do a lot of different things. And I, you know, Mac Jones is another guy who's played one year. So we don't, we don't know, you know, we aren't seeing defenses being able to adjust to him over off seasons. And, you know, of course he had uh, the incredible supporting cast and, you know, that will always be there in the NFL. Um. So yeah, I just I didn't see somebody who was so good at the mental stuff or just, you know, the subtle accuracy or being able to put the ball in the right place every single time 
Whereas I just don't see how you can move up all the way and go over Justin Fields and go over, you know, I don't know how I'd feel about Trey Lance versus Mac Jones. I, that, that's a whole nother discussion, but you know, I, I just, you know, for me, Justin Fields is just by, I, I would be shocked. I would just be shocked if they don't go Fields at three. A lot of the media, national media has been saying, um, Mac Jones is the most NFL ready between Fields Lance and and Jones, of course. I don't think that's necessarily true because I think there's situations uh, that Fields has went through with Ohio State that Mac Jones didn't necessarily go through at Alabama as far as being hurried from the pocket as much, having a collapsing interior defensive line as well as coming from the edge. Um, While I think Mac Jones can read a defense uh, pre-snap, it does concern me that his receivers are so damn good that usually nine out of 10, they're going to make his pre-snap read look correct. And as, as we all know that that doesn't really translate to the NFL as easily. Um, he doesn't have a, a Jerry Judy or Devonte Smith going against a undrafted free agent corner that, that maybe doesn't even get out of training camp. Um, doesn't really you're not you're going to play against consistently NFL guys on your on your NFL wide receivers. Um, so I just think there's things where the setup was just so perfect at Alabama to where he probably needs to sit and, and learn that is Alabama's not the NFL and things are going to be different. So I, that's why I don't think he's the most NFL ready compared to, say, Justin Fields. His his offensive line wasn't that good. It seems like the, the pocket was collapsing quite a bit and and often and then he also appear to have to hold on to the ball a little longer because he's waiting on the the option route that his receivers going to give him so i just think justin fields has gave you more of an nfl ready now quarterback than we saw from mac jones i don't know if you think the same there's a stat that uh that you know kind of going back to um not the ceiling because i don't like that word because you know, what was Tom Brady ceiling when he came out of school, you know? So, but uh, the, in terms of the amount of different things that Jones can do, um, you know, only 17% of his throws were made off platform. And this is a guy who doesn't necessarily move around that well to begin with. And, you know, if you compare that just on average, 27% of NFL throws uh, come from a compromised throwing base. So, you know, I think just looking at the amount of things that that he could be able to do uh, in the 49ers offense, I, I think you would maybe have to scale some of those things back. And we just didn't really see him. You know, we saw a lot of the play action game, but we don't really see him like I was talking about before with the bootlegs. We don't really just see him moving around outside the pocket and being able to throw on the run that well where you're, you're a little worried about, can we consistently do this as much as we'd like with a Justin Fields? Cause Fields might be the most athletic quarterback in the NFL right now, as he comes in, I think, what was it? He ran a four, three, five or something freaking crazy like that. Four, four, five. I don't even know. Yeah. Something like a four, four, 40 or something like that. Insane. I mean, that's insane. So that, that element of adding that to Shanahan is, uh, is unbelievable. Um, and back to what you were saying, you know, with Fields, 
it's definitely difficult to say. He definitely he was kind of a uh, I completely disagree with the narrative that he's not he doesn't read the field because that's just ridiculous. You know, people don't show up at Ohio State who can't read the field. You know, this is Ohio State. But I, I think one in issue or one kind of negative I did see in terms of in that area for him is things do happen a little slow. And so, like you said, you know, it could be that, you know, they have kind of a at Ohio State, it's more of a read, you know, the receivers reading the coverage. And so Fields does have to look at that receiver a little longer as opposed to maybe a progression style offense. So maybe it is the system and then we get into a different system and we're not taking as long to read things. But, you know, that that's definitely something that's a little worrisome for sure. But in terms of Mac Jones being the most NFL ready, I there are reports that he he you know Bill O'Brien just came in as the new uh, offensive coordinator there and Mac Jones taught him the offense so that that's you know if he's there from the from the mental standpoint then that's something that's interesting and I, I think that's really the most important part of the game to be honest but you know physically I. You know, if you're ready right away, how much does that help us? If we have Jimmy there, I don't know if we have Jimmy there still. I don't know if that's going to happen. You know, I can't imagine that Jimmy's too happy right now. But, you know, if Mac Jones is the most NFL ready and we have a quarterback there anyway, what does that really help us? I like, I want the guy who's going to be the best. I don't want a guy who's, okay, well, you know, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't really pan out, but he was ready week one. You know, what does that get us? So I, I want somebody who who does have the ability to do many different things at a very high level and in so many different ways that that's Justin Fields far and away, far and away. And you took away my last question before we let you go was actually going to be like, you know, who is who's who's three for you? And like and you kind of you've, you've already answered it. And so, you know, the biggest things when you look at it, you know, Justin Fields is your three. Like, is there, you know, with Shanahan, like, what do you think he could do next year? And then we'll totally we'll let you go. Yeah, um, man, you know, I, the, the, the time he took to process things sometimes that is something that worries me a bit, but that's also something Shanahan does extremely well. You know, I I think with Shanahan more than many schemes, you're going to get, if Fields knows where he's going to throw, not that he did all the time, but if he knows where he's going to throw, if Shanahan's, you know, schemes up something deep, and it's a one-on-one matchup, you know, Fields might be the guy I want number one to to be able to just make that throw. And a lot of these play-action concepts are just half-field reads. So you're really taking out the, you know, the quarterback doesn't necessarily have to read one through five. He might have to read, you know, to three maybe. So just one, two, three to the right side and boom. And a lot of the time it's going to be just one or maybe just one or two. And then with his legs, that adds a whole nother thing. If we're still... If we're going back to the play action boot series, he might just be able to burn the corner around the edge or whoever whoever the fill guy is out there. He might just outrun that guy. And then we put in some zone read. We the RPOs can just be even at a whole nother level. And that's definitely something we've we've seen with the 49ers with Jimmy and whatnot. And then, you know, the shot plays down the field. Uh we got Ayuk down there. You know, he, he's he's running the top off defenses, and uh, that's definitely an area where Jimmy has not 
excelled at somebody who can stretch the field and really threaten you. And if we're opening up the deep aspect of the game, everything underneath works better. If the run game is as good as it has been, then those those shot plays down the field are even more deadly. So I, I think it just expands. It expands the offense so much. And also, you know, it it just gives the 49ers so many more things they can do where we, you know, maybe Jimmy hasn't been able to do those things and has kind of constricted the offense. And then defenses are more ready to be able to, you know, defend a smaller list of things. And that's kind of where Jimmy has struggled because things have just tightened up. And then we're getting, instead of third and threes, we're getting third and eights. And then that's where he struggles and it just kind of snowballs. So Justin Fields, I mean, I, I'm I'm just so excited. You guys can probably tell, like, the just the things he could do in this offense and the elements he could bring, uh, I don't think we've really seen from Shanahan except for, you know, I guess RG3 and that, that one year, uh, you know, I think, I think Fields adds a, many more elements than RG3 did as he kind of, you know, wore down, et cetera, et cetera. But yeah, I'm, you know, I'd be shocked if it wasn't Fields at three. Uh, I think that's going to be the move and I'm, I'm really excited with what Shanahan would do with him. Absolutely. Alex, thank you for coming on so much. I really appreciate it. I'm glad that you're also on the Fields of Three train with us. If people want to check out your YouTube channel, can you give it to everybody one more time so they can check out the awesome videos you have on all three quarterbacks, even the ones that we probably won't get in Zach Wilson and Trevor Lawrence? Sure thing, yeah. Alex Rollins, NFL. Um, yeah, I've done, a, I've done the top five quarterbacks, done a couple other prospects, um, and then a video every week. So NFL stuff. And if you want to relive a 49ers 2019 the golden year. Uh, I did an episode every week on the 49ers, so might be a nice trip down a memory lane there as well. Yeah, and if you want to learn about other offenses and just uh, generally what's going on in the NFL, how behind the scenes, the game behind the game, definitely go ahead and uh, subscribe to Alex's YouTube channel. Thank you very much, Alex. Take it easy, man. Appreciate you guys. Have a good one. And we are back Thanks again to Alex Rollins for coming on. Make sure to check out those YouTube videos on those potential quarterbacks for your San Francisco 49ers. Uh, real quick, before we get into just a little bit of discussion about what Alex just said, I want to let everyone know about something really cool we're doing next week for the draft. We have a voicemail uh, message box, and the number is 415-409-8220. What we want you to do for us is we want you to call in Leave some messages. Let them know that they're for Leo and Nate. And we are going to answer them live on the show next week, right before the draft. So any questions you have about later rounds, you know, what, what Alex just talked about, you know, why it should be Fields over Jones and Lance, you know, any of that stuff, go ahead and call in. Let us know what you want to hear. And uh, we're going to answer those questions in a very special episode before the draft. And then um, – Look forward to the draft. I mean, so like, let's talk a little bit really before we get out of here for the, for the day is, you know, specifically what Alex said, you know, like, I feel like it's a lot of what we've been harping over and over and over again throughout this month process that it's been since the trade, you know, you know, he said, Lance, there's some problems there. There's some accuracy issues. You know, he isn't a guy who, you know, probably should start right away. And then he also talked about Mac Jones and, you know, how that Jones really isn't, you know, what the blue truck marks and talking heads say. When you look at the, 
the game manager perspective, as far as understanding a playbook, understanding uh, zones and schemes and where your assets are supposed to be, um, is his ability that much higher to where you get rid of, like you scratch fields off your board, you take Trey Lance off your board, um, you invest three first round picks for a guy that has such, you know, a high level processor, possibly, but uh, as you've seen with, with Alex, it's just his processing skills, just they're not through the roof. Um, they're not much different than you're going to get from a Justin Fields. Uh, maybe they're different than what you get from Trey Lance. Yes. Uh, but if it's not much higher than Justin Fields, then why would you go with the guy that has the much lower athletic ability in a game to where you need some movement from your quarterback while Mac Jones has shown good movement within the pocket as far as like creating extra space for a half second um, just by shuffling his feet forward back side to side it's gonna be a lot harder in the NFL because those those rushing lanes close a lot quicker when it gets to the quarterback um, it, it's not gonna be drawn up like Alabama scout the player not the school I I agree with that you may hear Nate and I say that every single week but when we scout the player you can't help but notice how much a higher level Alabama is from a wide receiver perspective from a protection pass protection perspective and the hell of a running back he has Najee Harris to where when he does drop it off to the flat. It doesn't necessarily have to be accurate. It could be at Najee's shoelaces, but Najee will pick it up off the ground and run for an extra 20 yards, and that'll go on for a 20-yard completion on Mac Jones' stat sheet. Um, so when you're looking at the game film uh, through Mac Jones, while his understanding of the game may be at a high level, we just haven't seen him from those physical ability to escape a a pass rusher that's running at you that runs a four or five or interior defensive lineman that's coming right in your face. Uh, we've seen glimpses, but we have not seen it to the extent we've seen with Justin Fields. Mac Jones is a guy who has only 17 starts. He's a one year starter. No one's talking about that. Like Alex said, defenses didn't have an off season and because against Mac Jones because Mac Jones didn't give him a full season of game film. That didn't happen. So with Mac Jones, I don't I don't think he's the most NFL ready. I think Fields went through far worse circumstances at Ohio State with protection, uh having to hold on to the football to wait for his wide receivers to decide which option route they're gonna go with. Um there's just circumstances that we haven't seen for Mac Jones yet. And, and it's just a big question mark when it's only one season under center. And it just feels like, you know, everything regarding Justin Fields, it just feels like it's everything Shanahan has talked about since the beginning of this whole thing. And I think, you know, Alex even mentioned that, you know, this idea that Shanahan is looking for a big guy who can, you know, make plays outside the pocket, but it also is a great pocket passer, has a great deep ball. Like, all those things embody what Justin Fields is. And so when it comes down to this over and over again, you know, the reason that me and you have been hampering on Justin Fields, and I think a lot of 
you know, Niners podcasters have been Justin Fields no matter what. And that's the hashtag. Hashtag Justin Fields no matter what. But the reason that because of that is because, you know, what what we think that offense could do, what they could do with that offense. And I'm not saying Trey Lance is a bad player. I'm not saying Mac Jones is a bad player. I was totally down on Mac Jones at 12. Absolutely down. You know, he's an upgrade, saves the Niners money. They can pay Fred. They can pay Nick, right? But now when you move to three and mortgage the future and now have two, don't have two future, you know, first-round picks, taking a guy like Justin on a rookie contract who could, you know, and I think we said this on a live show, me and you did recently, think about it. If Justin Fields can play Justin Herbert-level football this year, the sky's the limit for the San Francisco 49ers. And I truly believe in my the deep recesses of my mind that Justin Fields could be just as good as Justin Herbert with Kyle Shanahan this year. Yeah, I, I, I think that's fair to say. One, because you trust Kyle Shanahan's scheme. You trust him to call the right play calls, to draw receivers open, to draw protections, uh, to draw the audibles. You, you ex- Kyle has that standard, and that standard's at a high level. Um, granted, no play caller is 100%. Uh, you know, say Jet McKinnon from the Wildcat, no play callers 100%. Um, so, yeah, there's times where you scratch your head, but I, I I, wanted to make that clear because some people are probably going to comment saying, hey, Leo, like, uh, Shanahan, remember when he called this play? So I, I just want to make it known. No play callers 100%, but is Shanahan a top-tier play caller, play designer? Absolutely. And if you can get a healthier Raheem Moster, if you could get a healthier Jeff Wilson Jr., that's only going to make Justin Fields better. Um, also, you add in Alex Smack in that offensive line who gives you that quarterback perspective from the center position to help out the left guard and the right guard. Um, it, it just does so much. And, and when you consider the talent you have with Justin Fields to where the guy is a a capable runner at that 4-4-1 speed. He stumbled a bit, so we may be even saying that's a 3.39, sub 4-4 basically speed. And to me, he is Mahomes-like with his athletic ability. What I mean by that is he's looking to pass first, but if you need his legs to pick up third and nine, he is absolutely capable to do so. We've seen Mahomes uh, the year they won the Super Bowl in the AFC title game where he basically faked out the Titans linebacker and ran for like a 25-yard touchdown. Uh, that gave them the lead there or extended their lead, one of the two. Uh, Justin Fields has that ability. While he has that ability, he has the arm talent to test your defense over top. Uh, if like Kyle Shanahan is going to be able to empty his tool bag to where if he wants to run some some screens, he wants to run the ball, he wants to pound it, and then hit a play-action pass that's a 60-yard bomb to Brandon Ayuk, you can do that now with Justin Fields. You can't do that with Jimmy Garoppolo. I think Mac Jones is more scheme-dependent, so depending on which game and and what the score is and the circumstance of the game, you could possibly do that. I don't know about a 60-yard play-action pass uh, where he's moving to the right or the left. Justin Fields could move to both sides and complete a 60-yard play-action pass. Um, So he just elevates your playbook, and ultimately that's what you need because 
Andy Reid, if you just look at Andy Reid's resume, you don't take Super Bowls, you don't take, say, playoff wins, and you just look at his regular season resume, Andy Reid was a Hall of Fame coach. Insert Patrick Mahomes, someone who's able to elevate his offense. Now you could take in playoffs to consideration, Super Bowl titles into consideration, because now Andy Reid is definitely a Hall of Fame coach. And I think you could make that same case with Kyle Shanahan once he gets his hands on Justin Fields to where he's a play, he's a great play caller and a great play designer like Andy Reid is, yet they have this quarterback that can elevate the offense to where if the play breaks down, they're able to make something out of it. We've seen it way too many times with Russell Wilson it's our turn to get that guy rather than having to face that guy every single time. Um, so I, I'm just ready for it. It's got to be Justin Fields. Uh, Trey Lance, I think he's a hell of a talent, but I don't know how he is as an as a NFL quarterback. That That's a little different to me. Uh, Alex stated, the guy's got to sit. He's got to learn. He has some things in his games that he needs to polish up, especially with his footwork. Uh, because it throws off the timing. When your head is before your feet, that's where you're going to airmail some passes. That's where, you, Or you're going to be late because your feet got to catch up to your head. Um, so he, he's got to sit a year, and when you're investing three first-round picks in this guy on a team that has a lot of one-year contracts, I don't know if you make that move for Trey Lance. Exactly, and that's what we've been saying this whole entire month. It just does. It makes too much sense to not take Justin Fields here. And, you know, we're only, this is, there's only one more show, and then it's going to be the draft. So, you know, we will see you again next week. Remember the phone number 415 409 8220. Send us questions. Tell us why you think it shouldn't be Justin Fields. We'd love to talk about that next week. We can talk about Trey Lance. We can talk about Mac Jones. Heck, we can even talk about Zach Wilson. We're going to dedicate next week to you. And we're gonna try and get you know as many questions as we can answer before the big day, big day. And uh, you know, Leo, is there anything you want to pitch before we head out today? Um, just uh, if you haven't yet, go ahead and check out Forty Niners Goldmine on YouTube. Just go ahead and search it, Forty Niners Goldmine, and uh, we'll be running some weekly shows there. So if you want to catch us uh, throughout the week, uh, go ahead and, and just uh, give us a subscribe there, and uh, we'll try to provide some some quality content and you can follow me always at nine or eight forty nine we will be back next week draft week it's finally here we're finally gonna find out the future of the san francisco 49ers at quarterback it's gonna be like christmas so exciting i cannot wait i can't believe we're finally gonna move off jimmy garoppolo the dream come true remember hashtag justin fields no matter what we will see you next